Masechta Rosh Hashanah Perek Gimel Mishnah Gimel until Perek Gimel Mishnah Vav. The previous Mishnah taught that in order to fulfill the mitzvah of blowing and hearing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, any horn of an animal which is known as a shofar in the Torah can be used. That includes sheep and goats. Those are the two main animals which could be used for the shofar. The focus of the next couple of Mishnayis is what is the best type of shofar to use in order to fulfill the mitzvah on Rosh Hashanah. This Mishnah will bring one opinion. And in two Mishnah's time, we'll see another opinion. So according to this Mishnah, Shofar Shur Rosh Hashanah, the Shofar which is used on Rosh Hashanah, Shal Yoel Poshut, should be a wild goat's horn, which is straight. It's much less curved than most Shofarais, than most animal horns. It should be straight to symbolize the fact that on Rosh Hashanah, one is concentrated in davening, and his heart and mind should be focused straight towards Hashem. One of the purposes of the Shofar is to cause Hashem to remember us for the good, we want all of that, together with our prayers, to go straight up to Hashem. And to symbolize that, the shofar should be straight rather than curved. And near to the mouth of the shofar, there should be a gold covering. It shouldn't be literally at the top of the shofar, because when blowing, you have to blow on the shofar itself, and not on the, on the gold. However, very close to that mouth part, to the small opening of the shofar, there should be a gold covering which goes around the shofar. And in the Beis Hamikdash, when they blew the shofar, there would also be two trumpets which were blown by people standing on either side of the one blowing the shofar. This is implied by the Poskin Tehillim, which says, that with trumpets and the voice, the sound of the shofar, you should blow in front of the king Hashem. So on the day that we crown Hashem as the king, and we blow the shofar, so we also blow the chatzitzras, the trumpets in the Beis HaMikdash. However, shofar marich, the one blowing the shofar, blows it for a longer time, the chatzitzras makatzras, and the trumpets are blown for a shorter time. Shemitzasayon ba shofar, since the main mitzvah of that day, which is specific to that day, is the blowing of the shofar. That could also be why the shofar is in the middle, whereas the two trumpets are blown on the side of the shofar, and that's why the shofar is blown for a longer time, to signify the fact that that is the main mitzvah of the day which people should be concentrating on. Mishadalad, when particular tragedies befall a particular community, in a particular location, or if it befalls the entire Jewish people, so the Chachomim need to decree a fast upon those people, and many of the laws of such fasts are discussed in Masechus Tanis, and one of the things which are done on that day is that the shofar is blown, and the shofar is blown both in the community which is fasting, as well as in the Beis HaMikdash. And when it comes to the shofar which is blown on those days, Batanias on fasts, Bishel Zechorim Kufufin. Ideally, the type of shofar which should be used is a shofar which comes from a male sheep, a ram, and a ram's horns are very curved and very bent. And this is to signify the fact that on a fast, one should totally humble and subjugate himself towards Hashem, as if he's sort of bending over, and he feels totally subdued towards Hashem. That's represented by the fact that he's bent over towards Hashem. So we use the bent over shofar. And there's certainly no reason to honour the day of the fast as there is to honour the Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, Fiyam there is a silver coating near to the mouth of the shofar. It's not made of gold like the one of Rosh Hashanah, it's only made out of silver. Now in the Beis HaMikdash, the Chatzotzrus, the special trumpets, were also blown. And in the Beis HaMikdash, the main part was actually the Chatzotzrus, the trumpets, and not the shofar. And so, there would be two trumpets being blown in the middle, and then somebody blowing a shofar on either side. 
And this time, Shefer Mekatzer Vachatzitz Marichais, the Shefer would be blown for a shorter time and the trumpets blown for a longer time. So the Shefer would stop and the Chatzitz would continue being sounded. It would be a longer blast, since the main mitzvah of the day of a fast is with the chatzetres, with the trumpets, rather than the shofar. As the posk implies that when you're in a troubled situation, you should blow on the chatzetres, the trumpets, to cry out to Hashem. And so the main focus is given towards the trumpets rather than the shofar, the two shofaris in the Beis HaMikdash. Mishnah Hay, another occasion on which the shofar needs to be blown is on Yom Kippur of a Yovel year. A Yovel year is once every 50 years. At the end of seven Shemitah cycles, the 50th year has many laws, many of which are similar to the Shemitah year. So the land cannot be worked, there are limitations on the produce which is grown during that year. And in addition to that, all slaves who have become slaves to their masters in the previous 49 years, when it comes to the Yom Kippur of Yovel, they are freed. As well as that, certain properties which were sold in the previous 49 years, particularly fields, the halach is that in the Yovel year, they return to their original owners. And that again happens from Yom Kippur of the Yovel year. And to signify these things, the shofar is blown on Yom Kippur of a Yovel year. So the mission now discusses which shofar should ideally be used on the Yom Kippur of the Yovel year. Shove HaYovel Rosh Hashanah. According to the first opinion of the Mishnah, Yovel has the same laws as Rosh Hashanah regarding that kia, the blowing of the shofar. So it should also be the horn of a wild goat, which is a straight, a relatively straight horn. On Rosh Hashanah, the purpose is because we are davening on the day of Rosh Hashanah. And part of the purpose of the shofar is in order to bring up our tefillahs, our prayers up straight towards Hashem. And our hearts and minds should be straight towards Hashem and totally focused. And of course that is not related to the shofar which is blown on the Yovel year. Nevertheless, the shofar of the Yovel year is compared in the Psukim. We learn laws and compare the laws of the shofar of the Yovel to the shofar of Rosh Hashanah. In fact, the entire source that the blowing of Rosh Hashanah is done with a shofar is indeed from the shofar of Yevel. And so it's learned from Pesukim that the same shofar should be used ideally on Yom Kippur of Yevel as is used on Rosh Hashanah. In addition to this, there are those who learn that the Mishnah is adding that the number of blows which should be blown on Yom Kippur of the Yevel year is also the same as that which needs to be blown on Rosh Hashanah. Okay, Vila Brachas, also regarding the Brachas during Musaf, during Musaf of Yom Kippur of a Yovel year, the same Brachas which are recited in the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah would be repeated that Yom Kippur if it's a Yovel year. And the next prayer will go into more detail regarding this halacha. Be as it may, now the Mishnah comes to a new opinion, which argues both on this Mishnah and a couple of Mishnahis ago, regarding the Shofar of Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah taken Zacharim. They should build a shofar using the horns of rams, which are curved, not the straight horns of wild goats. The reason being that as well as Rosh Hashanah being a day of prayer, it is also the day of judgment. And so we also have to have huge humility and subjugation towards Hashem, like somebody who is bending down, and that should be signified by the curved and bent shofar. However, Yehuda agrees that Uva Yovel, the shofar blown on Yom Kippur of a Yovel year, Bishal Ye'elim, should be from a wild goat's horn. So it comes out that, in a way, he's agreeing to the previous opinion, because according to the previous opinion, the Yovel shofar was also of a wild goat. However, the reason of the previous opinion was in order to be the same as Rosh Hashanah. But of course, it comes out that according to Rabbi Yehuda, it is not the same as Rosh Hashanah. 
Nevertheless, says Rabbi Yehuda, there is no reason that one should feel extra humble and subdued during a Yevil year. It's the caring freedom of the slaves, not being bent down and curved like the shofar, and therefore there's no reason to signify that by using a curved shofar. It should be noted that an added reason of Rabbi Yehuda for using specifically a ram's horn for Yom Kippur, for Rosh Hashanah, is in order to bring the, me- the remembrance of Akedas Yitzchak, where Avraham was told to sacrifice his son, and in the end he sacrificed a ram in his stead, and since many of the prayers of Rosh Hashanah are centered around Akedas Yitzchak, and make a mention of it, so the shofar as well should also be done with the horns of a ram in order to mention this merit. Mishnevov, shofar shenistak, if a shofar is cracked along its length, there's a discussion whether it's cracked only on one side of the shofar, or perhaps even on both sides, such that it literally turns into two different parts of the shofar, which become detached from each other. But either way, even if Vidibka, even if he sticks it together again, and there's no hole at all in the shofar, nevertheless possible it's invalid, because we look at this as two different parts of the shofar stuck together. It's no longer considered to be one shofar. The sound is coming from, as it were, two different shofaris, even once you have stuck it together, and therefore it is invalid. The Torah requires one shofar to be blown. Now what happens if it is broken along its width? So you've got a number of broken pieces of the shofar, and Dibik Shivei Shofaris, he stuck together these broken pieces of the shofar. Says the Mishnah again, Possible it is invalid, because this is viewed as multiple shofaris producing the sound. Now what happens if Nikav, there is a hole in the shofar, and it's a relatively small hole which takes up less than half of the actual shofar itself, less than half of it is, is, is a hole, Ustoma and he fills up the hole, very importantly, with the same material as the shofar. If he fills up the hole with another material, then it's certainly invalid, because the sound of the shofar will be produced from a shofar and a different material. But if he fills up the hole with the same type of shofar, so then it depends. If once it's been fixed, the original sound of the blast is prevented from coming, meaning the sound is still different to what it was originally, then possible it's invalid. Vimlav, but if not, if the sound is exactly the same as it would have been, had there not been a hole in the first place, kosher, then the shofar is valid because this is indeed the genuine sound of a single shofar, and as such, since the main body of the shofar stayed as one piece, so it's just a hole in the middle, so this would be considered to be a valid shofar. There are a number of other interpretations of this Mishnah, we took one simple approach.